Hey, welcome back to Two Dudes, One Podcast. This is episode seven. I'm your host, Matt, and I've got my buddy, Audi. Audi. What is up, everybody? How how are you doing tonight? I think they said they're doing great or they're not listening. Either way, it's Saturday night and we are back again for another episode this week. I I heard No, I heard them. I heard them. Oh, you heard? See, that's what I was wondering if you heard them. And I heard hey, since we uh, we had a very <laughs> interesting start to this podcast that we totally started over, all of our notes disappeared. <laughs> oh, no, they didn't. That, well, yes, this is great. Did. Well, this is fantastic. Well, I remember one. Wait, hang on. And then another one here. Uh-oh. So, uh, well, well hey, guys, I. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, no, so, it's, it. so it's been like a great, like a great week. You know, we've had uh, a little bit of less war that's been going on in the media, and you know, we've been fighting about a uh, about a male that's swimming in a in a in a female competition. We've had March Madness that's been going on. Uh, if you're up north, we witnessed a little bit of snow for the springtime, and then you know, it's just been it's been kind of shitty. <laughs> Oh, so you started off great. It ends up not good. I mean, I'll be yeah, honest. I, I was just, I just walked it through, and I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of bad." Okay, so you talked yourself out of it. Yep. I was in I was in Jamaica this week for work. Oh, terrible. Yeah, so yeah, man. Um, <laughs> Monday, I got there Monday, and Becca starts calling me, and she's like, "Hey, we're getting really bad storms," and then, so I get this text barrage of. Or was this Tuesday of like a million? It was Monday, a million. I don't know, like some forecaster here and all his radar images. And it's like bad. And it's coming to the house. They go into the basement. They're freaking out. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) Some massive tornado going on in Texas back home with your wife and girls. And you're just sitting there with like a Mai Tai in Jamaica. Yeah. Well, I figured if they, you know, don't make it, then I just won't come home. I'll just stay in Jamaica because what what else do I have to live for at that point? So, dude, that uh, that that actually has a lot of truth to it because I've I mean, not gonna say that I would ever just like abandon my son, but like if my son was like not there anymore, like I would I would more than likely move to Mexico, like on like a beach, and just like that's where I would be. No, and that and you know what I mean. Obviously, you want your kid to always be there, but if you're in a situation where they're not. And also, as my girls are turning into teenagers, that may happen anyway. You know, <laughs> just be like, "No, I'm out." <laughs> Sorry, I've done enough. I've done- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what to do with you. You won't listen to me, and you're so so emotional all the time. Girl, no teenagers, fuck you. Got you. Got your hands full. Oh, I know. It's coming. It's coming. But uh, anyway, so I spent um, the week in Jamaica. It was pretty cool. I haven't been there. I booked this hotel probably 2018 for a 2020 trip. I had one group go and while they were still there and it was March of 2020, they called me They're like, we need to call. I'm like, okay, I'm at a cabin in Oklahoma. They call me from the resort and they're like, cancel everything. We're coming home. <laughs> oh God. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And thus began my, my dream of not having to travel so much, but it was, because of a pandemic so dude that was such a weird time oh man can you believe it yeah that was that was was, that was mad weird yeah 2020 was completely insane and i have to ask you this though what was so when we went to the grocery store for like that first time in lockdown and that was the one place that we could go and it was like risking your life to go to the grocery store you know like it was scary as fuck. Like we were all in lockdown. We didn't know what the fuck that this thing was. And obviously only one person went to the grocery store and I'm assuming that it was you. It was me too. And yeah, I went no, to the grocery no. store and I spent 450 bucks, but I'm curious, like what did you buy? Oh, well, I don't know that I was necessarily concerned about being able to get get things like I'm probably more concerned about being able to get things now (laughs) than I was in 2020. We'll talk about that. (laughs) Our, our big thing is we were, we were on spring break. And so we were in a cabin in, in the woods um, for a week when all this happened. So when we came home, there had already been a run on toilet paper 
for whatever reason, the great 2020 toilet paper shortage. I know. And <laughs> yeah, so we, we are stopping at like small, like dollar stores and at Walmart. And like we stopped at all these places on the way home because we knew it was on our grocery list for the next week anyways, get more toilet paper. Well, we couldn't find any. And it took us, I think Becca found some like single rolls of toilet paper sporadically for the next month at like a CVS. Horribly overpriced, single roll of toilet paper. That's what we lived on for a month. And we didn't have any. And nobody was going to give us any. And Toilet paper was your main purchase though? No, no, no. I'm just saying that's that's kind of the mindset that we had. It was like, what a dumb problem to have. <laughs> oh, it was so dumb. Like I went to my to Meyer, that's like our lo- our local grocery store here, and they were completely out of toilet paper, like on that day, and we needed it. Like we were out. Like it was on our list too. And like we had maybe like two or three rolls left at the house. And I had to go to Costco afterwards and I literally picked up a pack of Costco toilet paper off the guy's rack. Like he was on like a lift and there was people attacking his like lift for toilet paper. And I went after it too. I was like, fuck this. (laughs) I already had to drive to a second place. I'm not going to a third. Like (laughs) I ran right at the guy's fucking, what are those things called? They're called like a forklift. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't, you know, I there was plenty of food. It was just toilet paper that was an issue. So I don't know that we actually went, chicken went crazy. Was gone. The what was? Chicken. Oh, you know, it, I guess it got a little weird for a while because people were just going and buying a lot. But, you know, so I'd get what the girls would normally eat, you know, frozen pizza or we get chicken or hamburger or whatever. But We'd also kind of been butchering our own cows already, so our freezer was kind of full. That's interesting. Though I have we'll talk really about that another time. I I have a lot of questions there. Oh yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> you know, but the so I don't know that we ever went crazy during COVID to you know at the grocery store. Um, really, definitely. Whenever there was an opportunity to buy toilet paper, we did. But you know that mindset led into. Pretty much every time we went to the grocery store after we just started buying extra stuff just to start slowly building up what we have at the house. Because you didn't spend like two hundred dollars on like liquor or anything? Um no, I don't think so. Oh, well that's what I did, so <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> No, it so the mindset really was, Hey, I can't wipe my ass. That's a problem, and that's just a dumb problem to have, and it's a dumb thing. <laughs> dumb thing to be out of. So, and we've got a basement. So we kind of just started over the last, I guess, 18 months or whatever. We just bought a little bit more every time and, and throw it in there. And, you know, I'm kind of ready for the zombie apocalypse at this point. I bought a nine foot chest freezer and filled it up and we kind of keep it. Stocked. Oh, shit. You know, it's, it's more about, Hey, um, if nothing happens again and we're all great, no problem. We'll just slowly work through all this stuff. But, you know, we've had we've had power outages for multiple days in Texas since then on top of the pandemic. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, now I'm like definitely more in the mindset of, all right, well, I have have a responsibility to these kids. So I'm going to definitely make sure we always have enough food. And it's always it's either canned stuff, beans, rice uh, or or stuff I can throw in the freezer because those are the easiest things to keep. Dude, I was, dude, I was mad scared. I, so I probably immediately went to zombie apocalypse. Like that's how, that's how like, like my brain worked during that. Like I decided like, all right, look, liquor is going to be gone fast. I know that for a fact. And people were buying that shit massively when I was there and everyone was scared. Like no one would say a word to each other. Everyone was terrified at the grocery store. Like it was so weird. It was it was like silent there and it's never quiet at the grocery store. But it was like silent. And I think I completely almost overskipped like the vegetables and fruits. And I went to like the canned goods. I bought meat because I have a freezer um, and I was just buying like a bunch of like I was trying to get like I forget what the word is, but it's like 
the food that doesn't expire non-perishables yeah yeah so so i was like buying like that shit and i was i was worried like i was like dude like i don't want to have to come back here like i don't want to risk dying just to get food and like i've never seen this in my entire life like this shit's fucking wild and i got it i came back home i threw all my clothes into the washer machine and i took a shower when i got home (laughs) right yeah no everybody early on super freaked out because you know, during our lifetimes, uh, and our parents, nobody seen anything like that. Right. Nobody's seen like the, the lockdown, we got to close retail, you know, we've, I mean, clearly we've got it all over the news. Nobody knows what to believe. They're just kind of searching for what, and nobody was even questioning at that point. They're like, holy shit, we're all going to die. That's, that's the mindset most people had. We still got people that still think that now, but um, yeah, well, everybody was kind of on the same page and I get, you know, they say don't hoard, but dude, you're saying that now because, yeah, because now. why? Because <laughs> there's food shortages coming up. Yes, there's, there is. That's so I, you know, this, cause I've been saying this to you for, well, probably since 2020, like, uh, honestly, uh, and that's, that goes back to that same mindset and, um, what I've been kind of alluding to probably happening and not because that Biden just said it and acknowledged it, which literally happened this week. So welcome to America. And I can't imagine how bad it's going to be anywhere else in the world. But a lot of it had to do with, you know, even during the pandemic, they started paying people to, to not plant because like, you know, people couldn't go to the store. We started seeing fertilizer shortages, which we're really seeing now, all that stuff that kind of goes into the pre-planning for, for gardening uh, and like commercial farming is a problem, right? So right now uh, fertilizer is up to, I think I saw it today and it's up to almost like, I don't, I don't know, know what the price is. is. By, I, by I wouldn't even maybe, guess. Maybe it's by acre. It was like $1,600 or $2,200 per acre for fertilizer where the average price is usually 200 bucks. Holy and shit. So, when so you like talk shit, about like a, like actual like like shit costs like twelve hundred now. Sure, I'm sure there's more into it than just <laughs> shit. You know, like <laughs> I don't think it's just shit. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, you can only make so much money off of an acre of a certain type of food, right? And so, a and you can only make so much acre, shit. Well, there's a farmer plans his year unless around, you're Mexican. Oh my god. And you live next to a Chipotle. What is going to be, and <laughs> get an idea of what his yield will be. And part of that is going to be what's the cost that goes into you got seeds, you've got diesel and equipment, and then fertilizer to make sure you maximize your yield. But now fertilizer is through the freaking roof, and so it's not necessarily profitable. I mean, I guess it could be if people are going to pay that much for for food right which i guess is what we're kind of looking at but that's what we're doing now yeah no it's kind of wild so the whole thing's wild and then a lot of fertilizer comes out of like uh ukraine and in russia 1625 that's how much fertilizer is right now and that's gone up in i don't know in the last two weeks to crazy but it did it again in 20 right so i think there's been a compounded <laughs> impact and we're we're seeing it now and I don't know, buddy. Um, the fact I don't know about that- plants. Like, I don't really know much. All I know is that, like, I started to cook more recently, and we talked about that mm-hmm. our last episode. And um, so this week, I'm making pesto. And we're going to go pesto, from food shortages of, to you cooking I'm, pesto? No, I'm going back. Just, just wait a minute. <laughs> but uh, so I'm making pesto, and, pe- and pesto is mainly basil. And, uh, so I've been buying like, you know, different ingredients, this, this, and that. Well, the only way that I can get pesto at the grocery store is if I buy the plant, I have to buy a basil plant and yeah, it comes it with tastes so much better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's fine. But it's like, I got to kill the plant, but I, so I know, I know, dude, but here's the deal is like, do I, do I buy a basil plant? For my house, like I've been thinking about it, right? And that's my thought process. 
Yeah, and especially with like the food shortages. Like I made a tweet today. I was like, I was like, fuck the shoot, fuck the the uh, food shortages. I'm just gonna grow a bunch of basil plants and eat pesto every every single day. Um, yeah. I don't know how much like nutritional <laughs> value we're gonna get. Out of that, but and, then, and, and then I would have to like hand make pasta every single day, and that the, I mean it was fun to do once, and I'll do it yeah, again. Well, if you have flour, that's and a lot of work. Like that right. Yeah, well, flour's cheap. Flour's cheap, and you can load up on flour for like days. Eggs, well, maybe maybe you you should. You can't really, you can't really do the same thing with eggs. Yeah, well, that's why we have chickens. So, listen, Russia and Ukraine account for like thirty percent of the the world's wheat exports, seventeen percent of corn, thirty-two percent of barley, and seventy-five percent of sunflower seed oil. And Russia also exports about 15% of the world's fertilizer. Not that that's going to kill the whole world, but it kind of has a domino effect on uh, net uh, exporters of some of those things too, right? You know? Dude, I would be fucked if like Ukraine or Russia made jewel pods. I'd be ruined. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'd be so fucked. If we if we kind of think about it, I mean, it makes sense. Um, it, energy costs are way up. Now we know fertilizer costs are way up. Feed costs are lay, way up. If you've been anywhere and you know how much labor goes into like a thousand acres of like corn. Not There's not like one farmer doing that. You got all kinds of people in the labor force going and, and doing so. I mean, you live in California. You know about some of the I don't live in, Cal- in California. I said you did. I did, but there's right. so, in, there's an incredible amount of cornfields where I where I live. Like just driving right. to, so my, e- to my to my exit place to go get my son today, I passed probably eight to ten different cornfields. It's good. Well, we want to see them everywhere, but like you know the the whole labor portion of that, you know, in oh, California, oh, you know what I'm talking about whether it's strawberries oh, or asparagus or whatever. Somebody a lot the of the Mexican joke. It's not a Mexican Yo, joke. It's just kind of where we're at right now. My fucking Mexicans do that work though. Like, like, have you seen them bundle up, uh, like, like strawberries and cilantro and yeah, it's awesome. Dude, they're insane. They're fucking amazing. Those guys are great. Call them insane. Yeah, no, they're you know skilled at that, which I guess you would call like a low skill job. Which you know, not to to make it sound weird, but a lot of people won't go do that. So not a normal low skill job in like America, like a low skill job where these guys look like they're like, like professional athletes at a sport that doesn't exist. Right. Well, I guess my point was less about Mexicans. Thank you. And more about, (laughs) you know, if you're, you're going to be farming with all these Southern California. (laughs) Well, the thought was you, you've got a, a massive influx of people that will travel around the country to help harvest crops based on when the yield comes in. And I think that's also a problem right now, uh, getting that help on top of all the additional costs from from farmers or whatever, you know. But I don't know. So it's happening. I think we're here for it. Um, you know, I feel like in, like in places like where you're at and where I'm at, like we would be fine. Like we have now I don't like deer meat as much as i like beef i think you know i think cow meat tastes much cow and pig tastes preferable towards deer meat but like we could survive you know yeah i don't want to though you know like i've kind of grown accustomed to like eating stuff from the store yes (laughs) we do harvest deer and and we have chickens and whatever you know but and we use all of that but I do, you know, whatever. I mean, it's maybe we'll be fine, but I think there there would be a lot of things that maybe are an accompaniment to to that food or that goes into helping make different meals versus I don't necessarily just want to live on like deer meat from my freezer for <laughs> a week or a month or something. We could also be extremely paranoid, though. I mean, you have to think about like baseball is going to start up again. Uh, your daughters are playing softball. Um, my son's about to start baseball, like summertime has came, like the grass is beginning to grow. Like it's, I don't know, dude, like things, things look up when like spring comes. 
Spring has right, this optimism. Your ass. That's to it. Well, yeah, of course. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but if you, if you listen, here's here's the thing, right? So take take the toilet paper shortage of 2020 and and apply that to something that would feed your children. That would be something that would be catastrophic to the way that you felt about whether it's spring or summer or fall, you know, like that's, that's kind of a big deal. And if, and if we have our president saying, Hey, we've got food shortages, we're going to see it. And yes, we, I mean, while the, the, you, I keep saying the Ukraine and I know it's not just, it ends up being there (laughs) while Russia and Ukraine are, you know, big exporters of grains and things like that, fertilizer or whatever, you know, it's also an issue with, that started before. So it's coming. And I think it's been coming for a while. We have logistic issues as well. There's just a bunch there. So I guess I would say I'm not, not really a prepper, but I would encourage people not to hoard, but be really thinking about it because we're talking about it now. It's going to come into fruition in what, like August or something. We got time. Who knows? I mean, I feel like there's, there's a lot of options with where we're at and trade, like unless we cut off trade with China and Russia, then we're fucked. Is that a possibility? Sure it is. But there's a lot of stuff that's made in America too, as far as plants go. Thankfully I'm in the Midwest area where, I mean, it's local here. Um, that's not for everybody here though. So yeah, well, I, I mean, what we're, what we're seeing whenever we don't have countries that are, you know, that they aren't going to export their goods. There are other countries that would be a net net exporter of other products that is now impacted, right? So we've seen other countries now say, hey, we're just going to keep what we produce for domestic usage. And so that's, it's a domino effect and we're going to see that. So like, yeah, we talk about Russia being whatever, 17% of the world's wheat exports. Well, U.S. is 14% of the world's wheat export, uh, export, you know? So like, yeah, if we said, Hey, we're not going to export. Okay. Good for us. But then who gets fucked on the backside of that trade? You know, China is a net importer of food. They can't even feed all their people, you know, like, well, I don't know, the, I'm watching well, it let's... and it's just precarious. I think it's a little pre- more precarious than people want to agree on, but you know, Hey, yeah. Well, well, there's good things that are going on, you know? I mean, yeah. you know, you had that nice trip to Jamaica. Uh, it yeah, is, but it I mean, made me nervous, though. Oh, because, because it was it was kind of like a flashback, you know? Well, yeah, though, there's a little bit of that. I'm like, wait, am I going to go to the grocery store when I get home and there's nothing <laughs> because the president just said we're going to have food shortages? And to be fair, I haven't <laughs> gone to the grocery store, so I don't know. I doubt it. Um, I just went more- to today it was kind of chilled out so yeah well more more so uh you know my brain's kind of always thinking work um i'm like okay so in in my industry which is i do a lot of meetings and events i will have already negotiated what my pricing on like hotel menus would be so when i take three thousand people to vegas i already have a rough ballpark of what i'm spend on food and i've already confirmed what that hotel is going to charge for individual things when I get there. Well, that's all well and good. Now I'm like, wait, how is this going to work from a food shortage perspective? If I take somebody somewhere, say even I take them to a third world country who seems to get, they get hit a little bit harder with things. Yeah. They're not going to change their pricing because they've already agreed to it, but they're also probably going to get, the lowest quality <laughs> of the food that they can possibly get, which impacts my job. But what if I go, so I'm, I'm taking a bunch of people to the Bahamas this year. What if they can't all of a sudden get anything like what we had talked about? What do you, what happens then? Right. So I don't, yeah, I don't know. I always, I always think about those things. I don't know. I don't think we've ever been in that position before, but my head's just kind of churning with, okay, is there a way to avoid it? And the reality is there's nothing I can do before I get there to make sure it's not your fault. There's a food shortage. It's not, but I don't want to take kind of like put them in a position where they can't, you know, enjoy themselves. I mean, it's kind of like, so like with like my job, I have a lot of people's like retirement accounts that are with me and their assets are with me. And if the market goes down because there's a war with Putin, like that's not my fault. And my clients know that. I mean, yeah, like they may get upset that the market has fallen a little bit, but I mean, we're all in an understanding like I'm not fucking Putin. 
I'm not the one that's making the market fall, right? Like it's not my fault that those things have happened. We can prepare for those things to happen and plan ahead, but it's kind of like if you're planning events for a year or two down the road, like maybe you talk to those people and you're like, so what's the plan? You know? Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, I think there is something much more guttural to people when it comes to, Hey, I got enough food to eat today versus yeah, the market went down or up or whatever, you know, like, so it's something that becomes very real to folks very quickly. And, you know, at, at some point, if depending on what this looks like, right. Again, I don't, most of my stuff goes this summer. So I feel like we're probably going to make it through that. I think we probably probably start seeing some, some this summer. We should talk about the fact that uh, we are going to Vegas together and that should be, that's going to be a fun time. Yeah. I mean, it always is. Well, I, I mean, no, I, I mean, I mean, we haven't we haven't gone to Vegas together ever. <laughs> yeah, but I've been to Vegas like sixty five times, and I have spent literal months there. So, you know, I get it. I kind of over I, the whole thing. I get it, but you're going to Vegas with me for the first time. Oh, listen, it's not a thing. It's uh, uh, <laughs> it, you might want to kill my fucking vibe. You're I'm not killing, killing your vibe, but you're killing we're me. Not here. Now, now I'm going to have to give you some sort of like hangover trip. Now I got to like start planning it out. No, I, I don't like... want all that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. And we're staying at the Caesars too. We're staying at the Caesars too. So maybe I'll set it all up. Maybe I'll call the people up from the hangover and we'll replicate it. I'll call up oh, Mike, okay. Mike, Mike Tyson and ask for his tiger. <laughs> yeah you know what you set all that up i hope you have fun i'm not going <laughs> i'm not going at all but uh yeah so jamaica this week that was fun softball today that was um that was also fun but different so my daughter my youngest is playing softball i missed her very first softball game on thursday uh which sucks but also is in jamaica oh. so i guess it could have been worse and then so we went today. So they lost their game Thursday. That was the first game they had for a double elimination tournament. So we get out there like nine o'clock this morning. And so one loss, we get to go home. Well, they start playing and they win and then they win again and then they win again. And so we finally finished at like 4 p.m. and they end up coming in second. They had to play the team they played on the, the on Thursday night again. Who, yeah. Pretty sure that's a select ball team, but we're all elementary students, so I don't know what's going on with that. They had walk-up music. <laughs> they, what? They had uh, walk-up music? They had walk-up music. They brought with them, you know, and then, like, half of them are wearing sunglasses, but these are, like, eight-year-olds, so it's, you know, they're cocky. They have chaos written on the side of their pants. I mean, they're, they're definitely very well coached, but... I also think they're playing like nine times a week <laughs> versus, hey, we get practice twice a week and then sometimes not at all because we'll have a game that night. Mm -hmm. But uh, Cali, Cali Dude, that's how it is. There. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But, you know, we're if you're playing a bunch of kids that don't play or just started playing like you don't want to go like recruit and get a freaking, you know, uh, what do they call it? You know, get a team that's just going to destroy everybody. It doesn't teach those other girls anything. It's just that's for the parents and the coach. I don't I don't care for that kind of shit. It's all about their confidence and building it higher and stuff. Like I like I played on a travel team with baseball since I was seven years old. Yeah, it was uh Yeah, it was wouldn't you it leave was different. Your, wouldn't you leave what? that for your travel leagues though? Like if you're playing at the, like the YMCA or like your elementary school, it's not about that shit. You know, like it's about your confidence, but what about the other 160 kids you destroy in a tournament? <laughs> you know, those it's, kids feel it's, like shit. it's fucked up, but um man, I I I actually got kicked out of my recreational league. Me me and my dad both got kicked out of our recreational league. A few other guys too because no, no. <laughs> it was because uh, I played on multiple teams. So, like, they would have people fill in for them for, like, the recreational games, even in, like, Pinto right. and, like, Mustang. Like, these are, like, young kids. And I was already playing travel ball then. And I would participate, and I would carry, like, the entire team. 
well, they would have me like fill in like on purpose and they would have me play like every single day. Like there was games for different teams. Like if you were on one of those teams, you would play like maybe two times a week. Well, I played right. every single day of that week and I played right. for They're bringing in teams. the ringer, which I think is bullshit. It's bull. It's bullshit. As a kid, I loved it because I was of playing with kids that I, that I went, that I went to school with and they're like, Oh my God, he's so good. <laughs> and then when I would go back to my travel team, I was like normal. <laughs> yeah now i just i don't i don't mind it i know there's a higher level of play going on for certain leagues right like that doesn't that makes sense to me but to throw it in on second graders that have never played before i think that's kind of defeats the purpose of it's so uh, dumb. Good sportsmanship it's so dumb. and all of that you know yeah so but didn't matter the girls had fun uh i got to watch kylie so kylie played thursday that i missed and they're like, where are we going to put her? Well, she's not scared. You know, she played football and she's been a beast in basketball. I mean, right. not good, a beast. And um, they and they put her like, at the well, toughest spot in fucking yeah. softball. They're like, hey, strap on these pads and put her put her in. Um, <laughs> let make her be catcher. <laughs> so Becca was telling me the first game uh, we played the same uh, like select team. And so the mm-hmm. coach is like pitching fast. Well, she's the catcher and he's like smashing her with the ball. Oh my God. <laughs> and she doesn't know if uh, she should be upset that she just got hit by the ball or not. Uh, but she should be happy that it hit the pads first. <laughs> right. right. That, that's the thing. But she, there was like a moment of hesitation where hey, she- <laughs> There's a moment of hesitation after oh my the God, Becca. and she's like, Fuck. uh, does it hurt or does it not? Becca, you just blew my mic out. <laughs> oh no. Matt's the one who's in control of it. Well, you're the oh, one. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I love it. I love it. Becca, what's up, bitches? Well, you're a little close. That's fine. You can back. I turn I try to turn it I told you to bring the chair if you want. Testing, testing. How's that sound? Oh no! So we're gonna have like a slight, a slight cut and all this. Nope, we're not. We're gonna keep I'm doing. I'm sorry. It. No, this it's is Becca. Why I did just Becca, no, get day. back in here. Add it to the day. Hey, look! So, I just yeah. didn't want you screaming into the mic, so our listeners were like, "We gotta turn this down," and then we can't hear me because I'm the important yeah. part of the show. Yeah, obviously. Is this a good? Yes, you you came in hot. Obviously, you were yeah, talk so today, louder now, Becca. Please talk a little bit louder. Now I feel like I need to whisper. <laughs> no, I'm trying to adjust the volume over here. Okay, because you were you again. You came in yelling. Uh, <laughs> That's what I, I do. It. it really is <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I love it. All right. So, like today, she goes out and is catching, and like it's hitting her in the face and the chest, and the like. No, no hesitation. And coach yeah. grabbed me. He's like, "Hey, man." She's stopping the ball well. She's not scared of it. I think she's going to be a pretty good catcher. So now I've got to go get like a different fucking glove and whatever. She's a a fucking brick wall, bro. I'm fucking up all these throws, but she's got it down. Yeah, that's it. Basically, (laughs) like a living backstop, (laughs) you know? Uh, Like today, so so the, the other coach threw the ball and she caught it and she turned around. I'm sitting right behind home plate. She's like, hey, dad, I caught it. I'm like, my good three job. year old throw it to the coach. <laughs> my my three year old son said that today when I threw a football at him, he finally caught it. He was like, "I caught it." I was like, yeah. "Good, that's what you should have done instead of taking it to your face the last couple of months." <laughs> so so we win we win the first game and then we're gonna have a break and then she's like, "Hey, I'm I'm hungry." I'm like, okay. She's like, what do you, what do you want? She's like, I just, I want nachos. I'm like, uh, okay. I don't know if that's great to eat before baseball, but let's get it. Definitely so not. But yeah, it, and she starts eating it, and then they're like, hey, we're gonna start early. So she got like oh, three fuck. chips down, right? And she's like, wait, what are you gonna do with these? And I'm like, I don't. You gotta go put your pads on. Go. <laughs> like, she's, she's a catcher, bro. She's a catcher. I love it. Yeah, I love it. I know. So much. And so like she gets all done up and then she's out there. They go through like the first batter and she turns around. She's like, dad, what did you do with my nachos? <laughs> <laughs> and she asked like five or six times. And uh, I was like, Hey, don't, I threw him away. Okay. I threw him away. Oh my God. You get a hit. I'll buy you more nachos. Next time she comes up, she gets a hit. And then she gets up first and then she ends up scoring big grin. And then, so she got more nachos after that game, but 
Uh, she it. Doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it is so fun to watch. Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah. spend Seven hours out there doing that. Like it's fine. Had I known that we would have been out there for that long. That was my first kid softball game of any sort. And it was a tournament. So I just assumed we were probably going to lose. <laughs> Dude. I can't wait for that though. Like, that's what I grew up doing like my entire life. Like ever since I was a kid, like my week, like my weekends have been on a baseball field, like the entire day, like every Saturday, every Sunday, sometimes there was four day tournaments. Like that's, that's what I lived for when I was a kid and having a son now, like knowing that like he's going to his first T-ball game. Like that's what I'm looking forward to. Like I'm so pumped and I hope that he likes it because that's going to be amazing. Yeah. My parents like, I think they watched a few games, but I think they couldn't have been more bored. Um, and I have gotten such a kick out of watching her play and coaching, yeah. man. The one time I got to coach, it's, it was, it was to be a part of what they're doing, man. I was, I was ecstatic, but now I'm, I can also work with her at home. And mm-hmm. um, that part's been really kind of a blast. Being a coach is tough, dude. I've seen a lot of dad coaches throughout like that time when they get older and I think the involved dad that's not the coach is the best dad to be or the assistant coach. I feel like the assistant coach is like the way to go. Yeah. Don't get it's cause like you're, well, it's like you're somewhat involved, but you don't have the, con- the, the like control and any of that, you know, like you're just right. there to help, on, to help out. It's all on the other guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's all in the head, the head coach. Like the head coach gets all the heat, and you just. Well, I, and I couldn't imagine that too, right? If you're playing like select ball or travel ball, and like there's a, I guess a big, you know, priority on on being successful versus hey, my kids just want to play. Parents get angry, you know. They get upset. Hey, was my kid not playing? Or why do you know you why? This position. So you know, imagine like, if you were if you're if you're paying like a hundred and fifty bucks a month for your kid to be on that team. And then every tournament that came up, you were paying 125 bucks for your kid to participate in that tournament then. Yeah, no, I'm out. I don't, I don't want my daughter to be good enough to be in, you know, some kind of select ball, I think. (laughs) And that, and, and so like, that's what happens. And then like people do that because that's what most people end up doing for their kids to play on those teams. And then, there's kids that don't play because you need to have kids that are on the bench for a lot of different reasons. And there's players that don't play. Yeah. And buddy, he's got three kids, three boys, they're all in select ball and they just bought mm -hmm. like an RV and they go sit in the parking lot at wherever the tournament happens to be, depending on the boy, like every weekend that like, that's their every weekend, almost all the way around the year. My problem is that's my goal. That's what he said. But these parents think their kids are going to, make it and number one they're probably not hopefully they get like some kind of a college scholarship out of the deal or some kind of school assistance but these kids main focus uh, outside of school has been baseball and you may be good in your little travel league but like compare Mm -hmm. that to how many travel leagues we got going on man i just think i think we're kind of like setting kids up for for failure I could go all day on on like all of that. I was incredibly good at travel of a ball. Like as a kid, I was a really good baseball player. Even going into high school, I played varsity all four years that I played. I was like all American, all first team. I was rated. I think I was rated like number like 40th middle infielder in the state of. No, I was ranked like. I want to say like 19th or 20th in California and like 40th to 50th nationwide. And I was, I was good. Right. I, I ended up, even though like I had scholarship offers, like I went to a junior college, like, and I don't, I had a great time. Like, I don't regret it. I had an amazing time. Um, I went on beyond that. But like, still, You kind of sound like uncle Rico from Napoleon dynamite right now. Right. Right. You know, no school. I could throw a football a quarter mile. <laughs> no, I mean, so the thing is, is I wouldn't pass up the times that I had as a kid playing Even in now. those. Yeah. Yeah. Playing in those like 
well, they call it in Texas, they call it sele- select ball. Select, um, yeah. Yeah. In California, they would call it true have a ball, but it's the same deal. Um, dude, I wouldn't trade those experiences for anything, man. Like we had, we had some amazing like trips. Like we went to Colorado, we went to New York, even like the weekends we would play like a baseball tournament. Like we fought and we tried to win everything as a kid. And you built like great friendships with those other kids that were like around you. And I can't wait to be a, to be a parent and just to like watch it. Like I, like it's still baseball to like me, right? Like I, like I love the, uh, the sport now put me in a different situation where maybe it's soccer, right? Maybe it's like travel soccer. I might not feel as pumped up to go visit every soccer field in Michigan <laughs> to watch my son play soccer. Uh, and I don't have that same drive and it sucks, but I'm not going to push baseball on him. I just hope that it happens. And would I say no to it? No, I wouldn't do it. You know, I mean, you're a parent and Becca is too. And I know that you're still there. Um, but like, I don't know, man, like, like there's something about it and I'm starting to do it and you've been doing it for like a while, but I'm, I'm going to get into it. And it's the most excited that I have been ever since that I played baseball. That my yeah, son is so there, there's there's definitely a thing to watching your kids play. Uh, I can see why people would like probably go down that route. Oh, hey, they got invited to play on this team. We should go do it. They like to play, you know, as long as the kid likes it. I think that's that's probably the main thing. But if they f- I feel like we're probably burning out some kids and not everybody is built the same. Um, so I, I don't know I if 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 she got good enough and she wanted to do something like that. I'd probably definitely consider it, but I'd also say my, I would probably lean towards not doing that because I mean, well, if you're not good, you're going to find out in high school fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, these kids are doing (laughs) this stuff at, you know, age eight, there's already travel ball, you know? So like, yeah, but you go to high school, like 14. Right. But that's, that's also, you know, like what, seven years before or something. So their whole childhood. um, Yeah. So. You know, if you burn a kid out on something, you're a bad parent, number one. But if they, if they yes, like it, I agree with that. There's, there's something there. But there's also a whole thing about just being a kid and not having your life revolve around sports and, like, go outside and just be stupid. You know, the whole point of being stupid. Anyway. So but, that's one thing. Matt, did, like, you play sports competitively as, like, a kid? Competitively as a kid? Like, in, like, select ball or travel ball or any of that? I don't know that there was a such thing as travel ball when I was a kid. I played I played through, like, the YMCA starting very young before, <clears throat> before school had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, I played football, basketball, and baseball. I, our school started offering it in like sixth grade. So I did that all the way through, I don't know, I think like 11th grade. I didn't, I was definitely. Yeah, I, yeah, I played that too. That was fun. Yeah. But, you know, there wasn't, I don't think there was select ball. If there was, I didn't know about it. I didn't have friends that did it. And my parents, that it's not something that they would have done. Played soccer yeah, I think and it basketball, was, all that before. I think it's like a business, football. bro. I think it's a business. Like there's. There's this coach that I had when I was younger and stuff, and he has a full business on bringing kids up to have, like, a chance at – well, there's, like, these coaches that bring kids up on the chance that they're going to play varsity at their high school, right? And if you're in select for so long or travel ball for so long, like, your thoughts are, like, my son better play varsity baseball when he gets to that program. Yeah, I just feel like there's probably better things to focus your kids' time on or whatever. There what are, but it's like... Callie was really yeah. good, Becca. Would you want to spend every weekend doing travel ball like some of these folks do? Absolutely. Are you serious or are you pretending? My baby is good at something. The world needs to see but it. What if she That's how I feel. That's how I am. It, right? um, I would force her to... Con- like play out the season of whatever sport. Yeah, but well, other than she that, would have yeah. to come up with the idea, right? Like, no, it, we would come up with the idea. She could say, all right, so you would disagreed. you would give her a season to try it, like force her to like we did softball. She didn't want to play. And we then, wanted her to at least try it out. And yes. now she's right. So, <laughs> I put right. her to bed tonight, and I was like, hey, because she's sunburnt from today. I'm sunburnt from today. That's what He's happens in baseball. He's I would get sunburnt every single day. <laughs> I am sunburned, which is fine. Um, but I was like, hey, well, you won't, you know, because that's the only tournament we have this year. 
I'm like, you won't have to play like that. And she was like, no, I want to do that every weekend. <laughs> I was like, yes, oh. <laughs> yes. I'm, I, I'm about to go. I'm about to go to her tournaments with you. Well, let me tell you that the coach is really smart to oh, put her, coach. yeah, put her at catcher because she's the type. If she's just like standing there in the outfield or something, she will get bored and distracted, and she'll start literally chasing butterflies. So, being the catcher, she's like right there in the action. And, well, yeah. she's busy, right? She touches yeah. the ball every time, which is probably good for her. Hey, so like, not gonna like pump their own horns, but uh, Becca and Matt have both done a great job at providing for their kids' college fund. But if you want another opinion from the same guy who helped you do it, is I would say, as a catcher in softball, mm-hmm. she's gonna have a very good chance at getting a college scholarship. Maybe if she why? can learn how to catch the ball. Why do you why do you say that? I thought you were doing a commercial at first. Yeah, I thought you were gonna <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. real quick. No, no. As someone no, but- who played baseball and was very close with softball players throughout the entire time, if you are a catcher in softball or baseball, you will have a very good chance. You have the highest percent chance to get a scholarship. That's the number one position. Wow. I didn't to get know a scholarship that. with, be good, you know. She's good. She's already good. She's gonna <sighs> she's be great. Not good. <laughs> Matt, yeah, dude, she is that. a fucking kid, dude. Like she's not even like ten. No, I, she's eight. I, I <laughs> hey, whoa, listen. I understand this. Like today was her second, third, fourth, and fifth games he's, she's ever played. I was teaching her <laughs> three weeks ago how to put the glove on her hand. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying that she doesn't have the ability, but let's not pretend she's good right now. She's, she's never even watched a game yeah. until she played. I'm Thursday. the exact issue. I'm the exact issue that Matt's talking about. I'm already talking about a college scholarship, and. It's her. It's her second yeah. game. That no, she no, played like, we gotta, we gotta see how this is gonna work out a little bit. But let I mean, she is, out. she is a little athlete. I that that is right now. I mean, she's she's yes. in second grade and she's a three sport player already, right? And one of those being football with the boys. So she's a daddy's girl, and she knows that it makes him happy to like do sports, and so. That's like, but that's, that's what a I have, thing that they have. That's what until I have she listens to this podcast and finds out that her mom's more supportive than her dad is. I'm not more. Uh, I oh, believe in her more. Obviously. I don't. I don't <laughs> want her doing it because I did it. I want her to do it because she wants to. Right? There's a big difference for me. No. Yeah. So if she doesn't want to play anymore, and if you're forcing her to play when she doesn't want to, <laughs> then fuck that. You know. Yeah. Except if she's already started the season. Yeah, no, you got she finish. wanted to quit football because yeah. she sweated and all that. But you don't you don't want to raise a quitter. So at exactly. the same time, yeah. like when it happens, like you gotta make sure they don't quit because they're upset. Right. So I no, agree I, with you there entirely. I, get it. I just don't want I don't want the impetus to be, well, dad did it and I feel like I need to do this to to you know, make them happy or whatever. I Are you in like a uh, big like softball league, like an adult softball league, Matt? Man, I was playing. I'm not now. Um, <laughs> the I, name of his team was Cocks and Balls. We had a. You should have seen the shirt design. Yes, I designed the shirt too. Oh my god, uh, I got to see it. That had a construction <laughs> business, and so, so inappropriate. We named it Cock and Balls, and uh, oh, C A U L K. Correct. And so I was at one point, this was mostly before kids. And then like during while Abby was young, I was playing like four nights a week. The day I went into labor, he was at a softball game. Yeah. Well, Becca played pregnant. (laughs) Okay, Becca. I look so cute doing it. She's playing second base pregnant. (laughs) Uh, She got hit in the belly with the ball once. And we were like, okay, that's probably oh, no, I slid, I slid into base and landed on my stomach. I didn't slide. I boomed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I did that for a while. That was so much fun. I, I would, if I had a league now and didn't travel, I'd do it four nights a week now if I could, but mm. you know, it's, it's been a while. Um, oh, one thing about today's game that I found really hilarious. So the coach on this team that's clearly the select ball team, they have this big circle they have to pitch in, but they're supposed to be touching the mound, like mm-hmm. the rubber. Yeah. And he wasn't he was scooted all the way up at the front of the circle, which technically is that's bullshit. An out and out every time. When he's pitching fast to his girl. So I appreciate that he's setting them up for like the next level, which is, you know, fast pitch. 
Well, one girl blew him up. Like she put it right down the middle and smashed him on his wrist of his glove hand. <laughs> he couldn't even get his glove up because he, he, he's obviously not playing. He's trying to get out of the way and he gets blown the fuck up. And that's has to awesome. Take five minutes to come back into the game. <laughs> <laughs> See, as, a, oh. as the assistant coach, I would just come in next and I'd be like, all right, fuck all that girls. I'm standing on the rubber. Here's the ball. And I'm going to duck on the floor. <laughs> yeah. No, no. It was, it was so funny. I was like, Oh, he, she just hit up the middle and like blew up coach. That's awesome. But anyway, I mean, that team had, I think I told you this, but like they had walk up music. They brought their own speaker and they're like, yeah, hey, that's extra. As fuck. That's super extra. Like, Doing that next time. Yeah. They're like, boo, 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 boo. What's, that's what's mad extra. Know? What should be our play, our walkout song? Uh, definitely not apple bottom jeans for like an eight year old because that's the kind of stuff they were playing. I was like, I was thinking, right, wait, we what? Are yes, like one girl walks up, whoever it is, I don't know, and they're like, apple bottom jeans, boots, boots with the, the fur. fur. And, and that I was starts like, singing. Like, Why are you doing this to an eight year old, man? That's this so is awkward. Cool. Yeah. Dude, I had some fun walk up songs in college. In high, in high school, I had uh, Welcome to Jam Rock. I don't know what that is. Welcome to Jam Rock. (laughs) Sounds horrible. Do it again. Do it again. Oh my God. No, no. You guys fucking know the song. I'm not singing again. That was terrible. Okay, give me another song. Okay, so Welcome to Jam Rock was my walk up song in high school. And then uh, I played college baseball, and my song was Congratulations from Post Malone. And that was <laughs> that was after that was so after tired. my sleepy. That was after my freshman year. I think the year before oh, that, sorry. I did the I did the Friends intro song, like yeah. the like the 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 intro to Friends. I did that my bum, freshman bum, year bum, bum, in bum, college. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. And, yeah, and then congratulations was like really cool. I so I did like around April's like we had like April Fool's Day. I did the office walk up song in high school. Nice, I remember that. That was funny. <laughs> did you have? Let me ask you this because we're but we we're having a conversation about it today. Do you have a number that you used since yeah. you were little or what? Yeah, I was always number nine. There's a player on the. It was the Anaheim Angels at this point, which they mm-hmm. are still based in Anaheim. The stadium's the exact same. His name was Sean Figgins. He was a great, great athlete. He was a great dude. Um, he went to a local high school and hosted a camp when I was a kid. And uh, he like helped me because I was a middle infielder, and he hosted like a middle infielder camp. I did sliding and stuff, and I got to meet him, and I got to get to know him more. And he was such a great dude. And then I got to watch him play, and the Angels were my favorite team. And I got to watch him play, and I was like, I want to be just like him. So, like, it was awesome. So I was always number nine my entire life. And then I got to college, and number nine was taken. <laughs> so I was I was number three because it was because I was a math head. It was three times three is nine. <laughs> Damn girls, fine. Yeah, uh, we so we we started out with seven just because that was the number I always had. And then lucky number no, seven. She, she liked it because she was seven years old. Okay, yeah. Well, Smart. and then like, we, but we got to like another sport and they don't have it, so now she's like number ten. And my my like dad really out. likes number seven too because he used. So my dad raised professional motocross, and he was number seven, just like Bubba Stewart. He was older than Bubba Stewart, and he knows him well. Um, but like he was, he was older than Bubba, and he had the number seven, and Bubba just took that from him. He said, "Fuck you." <laughs> I don't know anything about motocross. Would you get your kid um, a little dirt bike? Mm-hmm. Would you? Yeah. So uh, I've been debating on if I was going to get him one this year. I started to race when I was, I think I just turned four. So like, yeah, around this time with my own son, I began to race, but I started to race or I started to ride bikes 
I rode a motorcycle when I was a little over three with um, training wheels while everyone else was riding like bicycles. Right. I rode a motorcycle because that like around that time, like it wasn't as protective of kids as it is now. And my oh, dad yeah, yeah. and my and, and my dad raced professional motocross. I had a fucking track in my backyard and I was three years old. You know, like wow. it was like it was different. Um, and I grew up like that. But then my dad wanted me to pursue baseball because uh, my dad also hosted a bunch of like amateur racing events. And there was a kid who just died and the kid died on like a jump and he crashed and somebody landed on him. Ugh. And it was, yeah, it was. It's a it's it's a it's definitely a sport where people get hurt a lot, and uh, my dad didn't so want me to be a part of it. For your your kid though, I would do it as he's young, and I would do it with him. Like I would, I wouldn't want to put him into racing. I would right. want to put him into like let's ride bikes for fun, you know. Like let's but motorcycles, not bicycles. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, definitely motorcycles. Like, I'm not a p- pussy, but like, let's ride a motorcycle. <laughs> <He's bored. Come> on. <laughs> but like, but like, let's go on like trails. Like, let's like let's go on trails. Like, maybe we'll go on like the local track. But why do we have to race? Like, it's not a big deal. Like, if he decides that that's what he wants to do, I may have to rethink it. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. Yeah. There yet. So- you know, that was never something my parents would have done, like a motorized vehicle for me, as especially a motorcycle. They still hate it. I, I, I only had a motorcycle for a year. I drove one for like 10, uh, but that was clearly like on the street. And as an adult, I yeah. wanted one so bad as a child and they, it was not something that they were ever going to do. But, you know, like we let Abby drive the four wheeler slowly. Right. But um, I also feel like there's probably a benefit to understanding how those vehicles work when you're young. So you kind of respect it a little bit. But that's cool. Now, I just don't think I'm in the financial situation for him to have it all because like those parents, when those kids are young and they're doing well, like they got like a trailer with like full toolkits in the trailer. They got two or three bikes for their kids to ride. They got a full yard for them to practice on in the backyard. Like I don't yeah, got all that. Like, all that. like I would like to buy them like a peewee and every few weekends or something, like we just go out there and I'd like to see him ride and see him go and see that he had fun. And that would be great to me. Like that's yeah, it just sounds so dangerous, you know? But it, you also, I mean, it you is. grew up different. You grew up different than we did too, right? That's not something like our our dad did. No, yeah, that was something that like I grew up where a lot of the people close to my father and stuff were professional, you know, professional dirt bike riders, and that's that's how I grew up as. Like like my father, he owned a magazine. Um, that ran uh, enter- entertainment on amateur mode across and he hosted a bunch of events. So like my childhood was surrounded around people who raced mode across and who were involved in the industry. And there are a lot of really cool people too. Like I've met in a, a large group of people around them. We haven't talked about my con- my uh, concussions yet, but I got one like fooling around at one of my dad's events. That's a fun story. <laughs> wait, wait, hit you with a motorcycle or what? All right. So I've had, if you couldn't tell guys, I've had a lot of fucking con- 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 concussions. So I've had a lot of brain damage. <laughs> Becca, are you able to uh, to uh, tell there? No, not at all. <laughs> no, really. I, uh, why? It's not stupid. <laughs> it's just, I'm, not, I'm not entirely him. dumb. I'm actually very like a uh, book. I don't like, think you're book. dumb at all. What are you talking about? Tell tell the story. She has no idea. Yeah, she doesn't have a clue. So I'm so I'm actually really smart. Um, but when I it comes to, oh, I, I didn't get that vibe really. I got that vibe from you day one. <laughs> I'm incredibly book smart. I should put it that way. Um, like when it comes to like regulations, textbooks, 
learning yes. all that stuff like the most basic stuff that like that's what i'm about but here's the deal when i was a young kid i had seven con con concussions for various different reasons there oh, was wait. one that stands out in particular well there's a few of them actually <laughs> lead to a different story but probably the most prominent one in my entire life is I'm sure anyone who listens to this knows that I have like a stutter, right? And it happens every here and there. It's not huge. Like it happens, you know, whatever it does. And if you've talked to me, like you've realized that I have one. Uh, when I was 10 years old, I was, pick I was pitching and I was playing baseball and I threw a pass ball and the runner ran across my glove that I stuck out to try to catch it. And he grabbed it when he passed the uh, plate and the baseball went straight into my nose. <gasps> I broke my nose, but the issue oh. was it hit the bottom of my nose and my nose went straight up into my brain. So I had oh, like man. decent brain damage too. And I was in the hospital for like a while. When I got out of it, uh, I couldn't talk the same again. Like, my stutter was worse than what it was now. It's it's improved a lot now being an an adult throughout the years. Um, but yeah, I got hit so hard in the face with the fucking baseball that I got a stutter. <laughs> it was that's so like, that's horrible. Oh my word! And I was just ten years old, you know, like I was just like a ten year old kid. That's like so traumatic. But the thing is, is I love baseball. Like I understood like that was like an accident of playing it and I still love playing it beyond it. So, so you, you ended up in the hospital. Mm -hmm. How long after that do you think, like, did you take the rest of the year off before you got back into it? And then also were you like nervous about it or what? A couple weeks. I think oh, school God. was like the weird part. <laughs> no, I, I definitely played baseball before I went back to school. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, like baseball was what I loved to do it do. Like, even as a kid, like, I don't assume that my kid's gonna have the same passion that I had for for it. I loved it. Well, he know? did break one TV with a bat and another throwing a ball. So <laughs> yeah, a I know. There's a hard possibility. <laughs> I'm so excited. I know, I know, I know. You can't watch TV, but you're excited. Yeah, I can't watch TV, but fuck it. No, um. Like I was definitely like incredibly pumped up to play baseball. Like I like that didn't stop me. Um, what slowed me down for a minute was like I got used to having like a a stutter because it wasn't terrible. What I did was I ended up being like a little quieter, and I would focus sure. more on school, and I'd be like the quiet kid. Um, even though that's not what my personality was. I would show my personality on, on the bait, on the baseball field. Like when I was with my baseball friends, like they all knew that was the case. But when I was at school no one knew. So I was quiet at school, talkative on the baseball field, but you know, like you just kind of react to what's out there. What really scared me was when I got a little bit older and I had my seventh concussion and the doctor said, if you get another one, you're going to, there's a very high possibility that you're going to die. Like you've Dude. been, you've been hit in the head so many times Dude. that if your brain suffers any more damage, you're going to die. And I was just How a old were you when this happened? I want to say I was probably like 10 or 12. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I got I fucked up as a kid. We should party together in Vegas. Yeah, I don't want to be responsible. No, for I can. I'm you guys not are a very idiots. Good you guys are idiots. Do you have any idea what I've been through since then? Have you ever heard of the word like college? <laughs> and so you guys you know what I do for like a job? Like, like my brain fucking yeah. works. <laughs> no, I'm just. No. Saying, no, we're talking about the next concussion. Like, yeah, we don't be really responsible for the next one. <laughs> I've actually, I've probably gotten two of them from my own son since then. I gotta be oh, honest. <laughs> Kids will do that though. Jeez. Oh man, he's no, fucking. He's fucking real, up a minute. You, you are very like. I can tell that you're smart and that you articulate everything that you're going to say before you say it. I try to. 
because that's one of those like things. So like there's people who are born with like a, right. a stutter, right? Mm-hmm. And they have like all these tips. Like there's people who have been cured and all that stuff. I I I personally cannot be cured unless I had brain surgery. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It's not worth it to me. Like, I don't care. Like, it's not even like, it's not even like a big deal. Like, it may be like a small stop in the middle of what I'm trying to say. But like, I don't give a fuck that it takes you a minute longer to listen to what I have to. I'm not getting, I'm not getting brain surgery for you to listen to me. Like, fuck that. (laughs) I don't don't give a shit. That made me like instantly after I noticed that you had one or whatever, the fact that you didn't it didn't bother you or you're you're confident in who you are i mean we're doing a podcast rebecca but that comes across (laughs) very well yeah thanks yeah like i i don't like i've lived like my entire life with it for the most part and i wasn't born with it and i feel for the people who have it that actually have it like terribly i have a very slight case of it because mine was like contact oriented but yeah. there's people who have it incredibly bad that couldn't even say, you know, a normal sentence within 10 minutes-ish. Like, it gets bad. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be pretty rough. Well, there's yeah. this one guy on American Idol who he he could not oh get words God. out. I love barely, you, Becca. No, barely at all. But Becca, he could I sing. love you. But he can sing, <laughs> right? So there's <laughs> that. Well, hey, I've heard Audi sing. He can't do that. So I haven't. Let me judge. <laughs> now he's actually, gonna sing Drops of Jupiter and it's not gonna be great. <laughs> actually, I have sung Drops of Jupiter too, Matt, but the hilarious thing is I do not stutter when I sing. Oh, see, so the same thing that you're talking about, back. So cool. See, I knew what I was talking about. Well, hey, next time we have this podcast, we can just sing the whole thing. No, we are not doing that. We're not doing that. Yes, we can. And sometimes, you motherfucker, I can do a fucking accent, and I can fucking make this shit go without ever having a fucking stutter, you motherfucker. It's just a fucking <laughs> weird motherfucking shit. I don't even want to know what to say, but I'm on my tractor, and I'm going to fuck you two different ways to hell. Oh, there is She that. thinks my tractor's sexy. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should do... Now that we know we have nine listeners, maybe we should do a all accent. Uh, should we do an all accent podcast? I can motherfucking put one up here, but I cuss a little bit too much when I'm in the Texas accent. Y'all hear that? Yeah, this doesn't even sound like Texas. I'm trying to yeah, think. It, like it, it don't even sound like Texas, but it could accent. be Kentucky, and I don't really give two shits because it ain't Michigan. And I, you know. <laughs> Okay, well, that is it for tonight's uh, podcast. Yeah, say, it, say it in the accent. <laughs> what accent? Pick one. That Pick is one. about tonight for tonight's podcast and today's night. So here we what? go. We're about to end this shit here. Rodeo. Rodeo.